super suit? What? Where is my super suit? I I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Welcome back to Into the Superverse. How are we feeling on this fine Monday? Feeling good. Feeling, I would say, incredible. Wow. I was going to say the same. Well, that is just... A Dern Tootin' coincidence for the film we're discussing today. What is, is it, Graf? It is, of course, Fantastic Four. Just kidding. It's The Incredibles, the seminal Pixar classic. I would not be able to contain my excitement if we were doing Fantastic Four. Although, this was pretty incredible. Yes. Pretty fantastic. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Amazing, fantastic, stupendous. I had not seen this in a little bit. Um, we watched the sequel for the first time uh, last year, I think, and that was a good time. But this... I've already forgotten most of the second one, though, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I enjoyed it while we watched it, but I was reading the plot description on Wikipedia while we were watching this, and I was like, okay. I think it's kind I... of like they trick the mom into falling. Yeah, her. and they, there's like the guy that like controls screens and like hypnotizes yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Similar plot, but like opposite, I guess. But anywho, this one is, it's just so good and it holds up so well. I, I also had this like recurring note, basically. I feel like this movie was ahead of its time. Yeah. But like it did get the kudos at the time. It wasn't like it, people missed it, but like it was very like, I guess, progressive and especially in terms of like superhero stuff. Oh, totally. Totally. I... I don't have too many like written notes about it, but I did keep like thinking about it. Just every now and then, something would pop up and be like, "This feels like a response to superhero movies." Like it would have made sense if this had come out like now, you know, years into the MCU. And at the time, I guess like you know, you had this came out the same year as Spider Man Two, I think, or the year before. And what Fantastic Four? Uh, yeah, I think maybe Fantastic Four might have been the year after, or maybe I think it was. But, like, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was in full swing. Uh, so, they clearly, like, they oh, were... Had Batman Begin come out? No. That was... What? Oh, no. I think Batman Begins was the same year. Let me see. That's a, That one's always older than I think it is. I'm just, like, kind of wondering where we are in the zeitgeist. So, okay, so that Batman series hadn't started, but we... Somewhat recently had the George Clooney This kind of came out in like an in-between time for like the big name superhero movies. Yeah. Like Batman and Robin had come and gone. Everything else was like gearing up to start. Or like things like Iron Man were still a few years out. So Yeah, so very um, like great concise plot, you know? Like it was just... And it was still had this comic booky feel. It like reminded me of like the old X Men cartoons. 
Yeah, it was like a... Or old Spider-Man cartoons, even. It felt like it could have been like a, an extended episode of a show like that. Yeah. It's like, in this episode, we're going to go to the secret island and take down Syndrome. Because didn't... I think it was a Spider-Man character that there's one like Frozen, either in Spider-Man or in Frozen? X-Men. Uh, I kind of remember... Oh, I have I'm, a sure there, I'm sure there's as a, a, child. a billion... Characters who have ice powers. I mean, yeah. I can only think of ones from DC for some reason, like Mr. Freeze. Oh, maybe. Uh, but I no, there's definitely Marvel ones. This is embarrassing. I don't, I don't know that. Yeah, I, head, I but. didn't watch a lot of like Saturday morning cartoons, but I have this like vague memory of a character like Frozen, and I think it might have been an X Men. Yeah, Frozen. Hmm. It's Frozen. What did I say? Frozen. Oh. Didn't. A, Didn't mean to say. Put us on. Put a, a, a fancy twist on it. <laughs> I like uh, how the movie starts with these like interviews of them in like their heyday. Yeah. And then I, it immediately goes downhill. I had not. I mean, I guess it, it must have been longer than I thought since I had seen this because I forgot about like how everything was framed. I actually forgot the time period that it was in. Like when I think about it, I don't think about it being in the 50s or 60s. Oh, is it? Yeah. Did you know that? No. Because, like, I knew that, like, he drives, like, an old car I just thought it was, like, cartoon world. But, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, in the 50s. That makes a lot of sense. And then I guess when it jumps forward, it's in the 60s. Because the uh, president at the end, I think they were talking to the president, looks an awful lot like Nixon (laughs) in the car. I'm assuming that was him. So, I guess 70s? Let me see. But uh, yeah, I, I was no looking it up idea. on Wikipedia and I was like, oh, okay. Yep, set in an alternate history in the 1960s. Wow. So I, mean, I had read about this earlier and there was a specific thing that made me think about this, which I was happy to see confirmed, which Brad Bird, who I'm getting this off Wikipedia live as I'm speaking, he was Pixar's first outside director. So I guess he was brought on and worked with the team there. He was, like, super inspired by 1960s comic book and spy movies and brought that all into this. Because there's, like, a part of the score that just sounded exactly like the James Bond theme. And I was like, they are getting close to copyright infringement or whatever you call it for music. But obviously, like... Yeah, when they're, like, on the island and they're getting into gear, it goes... Like, kind of like that. Yeah, well, on the plane? Is that what you're talking about? That's what I was... I was thinking, like, when they... When the last find the plane... When they, like, you know, the family unites and they, like, put yeah, their fists. I mean, that part. <laughs> they probably played it again. It's, like, a really cool tone. But, yeah, I just, I don't think about the time period at all. I mean, I, it, it just it feels timeless, Right, really. it doesn't dictate the movie but it, whatsoever. It definitely makes sense, that time period. And the fact that, like, there was never any, like, question about, like, why Helen's not working, I guess. Like... It makes sense that she's, like, a housewife of that era, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Also, like, on the note of the opening, I think it's so funny that <clears throat> they quoted them as being, like, well, of course I have a secret identity. Like, everybody that I know has a secret identity. It's just, like, how we do business. And now, like, where we're at with the whole precedent set by the MCU, like, almost nobody in the MCU has a secret identity. Except for Spider-Man. Yeah. And then that was... Right. Swiftly taken from him. And that was, like, not even really 
Well, until the end of the second one, not something that was... It wasn't played super seriously. I mean, it was played up in his movies. Right. Like, that's the whole shtick. But, like, nobody else cares. Like, people just have their faces out. It's just, like, it's so not... Well, I guess, like, Hawkeye, kind of. Yeah, but that's a little bit different. Like, he's not running around with, like, a mask on. It's like, you can't take off my mask. You know, he's just, like, off the grid. But like, it used to be such a thing, like in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, it's like, oh, I'm going to take your mask off and it's going to be a big reveal. Green Lantern. Which, of course... The, they make the fun of mask. it. Yeah. And they're like, I, I know it's you. Which is how I kind of feel about Incredibles. It's like, are the masks really doing anything? Not enough. Frozone maybe has a, has a chance. Oh, yeah. But that's about it. No, those domino masks are not fooling anybody. The whole way the beginning is framed actually reminds me of the um, best part, or one of the best parts of Spy Kids, um, where the mom is like telling them a bedtime story, but it's really like their love story. And it's like, they're doing like this spy stuff. And like, that's kind of what's happening here. And like, it all leads up to the wedding, which is how the Spy Kids one is as well. Um, and so I just, I like that little comparison, I guess. Also, I love Spy Kids. Does that count as a superhero movie? Oh, uh, we could probably leave that <laughs> in if we wanted to. They, uh, they really were having a conversation at the altar that really should have been taken care of, uh, much prior to that point, though. <laughs> it's like, you can't just be your superhero self. Yeah, like, where, where they also this? didn't seem like they worked great together, like, as a super <laughs> couple. Yeah, um, I don't know. I have a but lot of issues their... with um, Mr. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's so miserable <clears throat> in the beginning of this, which is obviously a point, but, like, good lord, man. He's also kind of the lamest. Like, he has the lamest power, and he's not, like, the rock of the family no. at all. Um and I'm just saying, Elastigirl is the real star. Oh, well, yeah, she's got she's got everything handled. I don't think that was ever a question. He's just, like, taller than everybody else. But it's just, like, framed around him, the movie. Right, right. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was like, Mr. Incredible's favorite song, if it wasn't in the 60s, would be Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. But, like, he doesn't get it. <laughs> like he's like yeah like glory days like let's let's talk about it let's talk about me being a superhero let me show you my room full of memorabilia it's like sad it oh it's so sad but i don't feel bad for him no, i just think he's sad it's like pity yeah it's like you were just chasing like your youth and you got like a and i would a say good like, life around you except he does work for a shitty company. yeah the job is but i'm wondering if like he had a better job and he fucked it up because he keeps um, giving away their identities, um, and this is like the only job left. That's kind of <laughs> what I'm thinking. That's and an interesting thought. Therefore, don't feel that bad for him. Yeah, and not out of the question with the way he's behaving. Um, somebody has to say it, so I'll say it. Also, Elastigirl is really hot. Oh, yeah. She's working it, and she knows it. She does. Like, that first little scene with her, like, um, (laughs) it's just, she's got it going on. People on Twitter are always like, the Pixar animator that designed and, like, animated Elastigirl was just, like, 
the horniest person alive. They're like, yep. Like, just, we're doing this, like, family superhero movie? Nope. But there's no misogyny with it that I could tell. I mean, there's one part where she, like, looks at her own ass is like, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's so true. You want to talk about um, Buddy? Oh, yeah. So Not Buddy the Elf. I want to know, like, at what point in comic history was, like, the the spurned fan, the young, like, naive fan turn evil? Like, when did that start? I just said I this. Was, well, go ahead. I was just going to say this was, like, the superhero version of Incel, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking um, Guy Pierce's character from Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Mr. Stark, I'm such a big fan. And then, you know, all it takes is... You get blown off, but you, you never meet your heroes. Well, I feel like that that must be a common trope from like old comics. Oh, well, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. I just wonder who originated that. I could which see it. superhero? Yeah, or even like I could even see that in like spy stuff. You know, someone just I don't know. I guess people but don't know who spies, spies are. So, like, <laughs> but also still. syndrome. What the fuck is that name? Uh, it makes sense for him because he was like probably just opened a dictionary and was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna copy whatever sounds cool. I mean the incredible thing is he's so smart, like, and was able to create all this technology I mean, yeah. in the sixties. Like <laughs> Right. <laughs> um and it's just like a shame that he's a terrible person. He, he blew it. He really did blow it. And honestly, I feel like Mr. Incredible wasn't even that bad. Like, he could have been far worse. Like, I didn't even think he said... He was just like, get out of here, kind of. I'm going to tell your mom about what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, he just... Like, yes, he definitely blew him off, but like... But if it wasn't Mr. It wasn't Tony level. If it wasn't... Yeah, if it wasn't that, it, it always would have been something else. Oh, right. Or if he had never met Mr. Incredible, it would have just been... Certainly. The, the, the guy was going to hold a grudge. Right. Like, as, as soon as somebody slighted him. Meanwhile, like, what Tony does to that guy... It's, like, intentional. Like, oh, it's like way I'm worse. Gonna, and that like guy might not have done that. But yeah. That, what he did... Yeah. ...was, um... Pretty ...spiteful, up. yeah. For no reason. Well, you're right. Syndrome is smart and has a great lair. Uh, I really missed needlessly complex like villain hideouts because it's so james bond yeah and it's so like connery era bond like uh like um well i don't know what i was gonna say man with the golden gun it's like man with the golden gun and dr no and basically any tropical island that has a whole super lab underneath it i just i love it so much it also felt like kind of lex luthery oh yeah as well i don't know i just love this type of just the, the classic cartoon villain. Yeah. It works so well in the context of this movie. Um, and I just, I know we already said it's like kind of a ahead of its time movie, but like just the way that they end wanting superheroes just felt very on the nose. Yeah. Um, like being sued and like that whole, like we didn't want to be saved. Like it just felt like very accurate. Oh yeah. I mean... 
That's America. Very lawsuit-happy country. Exactly. The, I mean, I can only imagine. The lawyers in modern comic book movies are making bank. You're <laughs> dropping buildings on people. Corporate liability insurance must be crazy. You gotta have superhero insurance. Or, like, instead of acts of God, <laughs> acts of enhanced beings. Do you think that... Dash's name is just a coincidence or is it like a nickname like or they knew that he was gonna be quick <laughs> maybe when he was in the womb it was just zooming around in there so they were like okay <laughs> they they had to have known maybe they named him something else and then they renamed him yeah and then like yeah you got Dash I mean Jack Jack whatever but like Violet I was just like yeah I mean it's weird that they would name Dash after his powers but like what are you gonna name Violet after her powers force field (laughs) um yeah i don't know i like uh but like dash is like a nickname at least like i feel like people have been called dash before yeah like as a name yeah i don't don't know know. (laughs) but i feel like violet works i thought i mean definitely does work. i don't know why i guess like she's like dark hair or whatever but um, I think that Mr. Incredible looks like Wilson Fisk, especially from Into the Super Spider Verse. Oh yeah, just well, his head is a bit more proportionally sized, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> his upper half, Mr. Incredible has never done leg day in his life, and his boss looks like lord farquaad yeah i could not get over i like had forgotten about the boss character and then we were looking up because he's voiced by wallace sean inconceivable (laughs) i can't think of any rex quotes right now but he was he brought a great amount of personality to that character even though that character was so so scummy i felt so bad for that poor old lady oh but sounds like she got what she was owed yes thank goodness uh this movie was scored by Michael Giacchino. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, who I'm familiar with uh, from more recent movies. But this was the first film score that he did. Um, and he has since gone on to do Mission Impossible. I think he did 3 and Ghost Protocol, which is the fourth one. Which was directed by Brad Bird, who did this movie. Um, did a bunch more Pixar movies. Some of the new J.J. Abrams Star Treks. Doctor Strange, both of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, and Sky High. Oh my gosh. One year after this. That checks out. This feels like an intro to Sky High. Yeah. But like, I really enjoy the score in this. And all the other ones too. I mean, I couldn't tell you any of the Doctor Strange score. But the new Spider-Mans have had pretty good ones. Um yeah, I was just, I had never really thought about it. I don't read about the careers of too many people that do movie scores, but good for him. Um, not only is Syndrome's lair, like, cool, he has a good plan. Like, this plan of getting Mr. Incredible there, and, like, I guess all of the supers, um, and, like, using Mirage... Which, does she have a power? I don't think so. But it seemed like she was a super person. Uh, Maybe. I didn't really think about it. I thought it was just a cool name. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you know, now that we are talking about his plan a bit more, 
cut out all the, you know, fighting and killing other superheroes thing first, but I'm getting shades of Mysterio as in I'm going to create a threat. Oh, yeah. That is, like, too much for other people, and then I can swoop in and save the day and look better. Which, for, like, what he's trying to do, it makes sense, but he made his, like, villain too powerful. Yeah, yeah, he, he ducked up. Like, that was fine to use against the supers, but, like, why would you use that? Or at least, like, control it, like, program it so it's not doing all of that. Yeah. He took it too far. He didn't know when to stop. Maybe after, like, the first three or four superheroes, he could have called it there. It does make me sad that he killed all the other ones, because I mean, not to say that, like, I don't want to pull any focus away from the family and Frozen's there too, but having too many other superheroes would probably take away from it. But I just want to know what all their powers were. Well, yeah, it's like, and it's horrible that they're not there anymore. Like, they could have just all been in, like, deep hiding. Yeah, it's pretty messed up that they just murdered them all. Cold business. Um, This movie introduces the greatest super character of all time. Edna Mode. Edna Mode. <laughs> And guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so good. I was just like... You know that the director voices her. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's so funny. He must have, like, loved this character. I mean, when she's, like, sitting there with her back to Elastigirl when she's on the phone, like, trying to figure out where Mr. Incredible is, I'm just, like... Just watching her face is so funny. When she's, like... She's like a nod to uh, Anna Wintour. That's uh, pretty funny. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Without a doubt. Because yeah, she, wanna... she has a similar haircut. Yeah. So. I want to know more about her character. Like, how did, she, how did she get in this game? I love that. Yeah, such a good touch. Every character in this movie is, like, so full of, like, personality. Like, all the side characters and stuff. Even ones that you don't even see. Like, Frozone's wife. Honey. <laughs> I'm just, I took like random notes throughout. Like, I love that Helen is also a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Great touch. Um, I had a similar random note, which is that, of course, there's a lot of great like one-liners in this movie, but I think Syndrome has maybe the best one, which is when like, uh, you sly dog, you had me monologuing. <laughs> I just love that so much. Oh, yeah. Whoever voices him is excellent. Yeah. Um, I gotta look that up. I Yeah, like that one line where it's like, Elastigirl, and you got busy. <laughs> that part <laughs> is very memorable. That was Jason Lee. That's funny. That's not who I would have thought, but not it makes all. sense. Yeah, I didn't have too many other notes. Just generally, like, I had the most, like, memory of like, the back, like, third of the movie. Like, when the whole family's on the island. Yeah. And all everything after that. I feel like I've seen that bit more recently. But the most of, like, the intricacies of the beginning and middle parts, I was getting a refresher on as we watched. Um, um, I also remember, like, what a tease the end of this movie was. Because, like, everyone thought they were going to do a second one. Like, well before, obviously, they did do a second one, but, like, about this one 
villain that they introduced, and then it was like... They knocked him off in the beginning of the second one. Yeah, but how many years later? Like 15? 14, yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, you tell everybody... Because they weren't planning on doing it. The next Incredibles about the Underminer. It's like, okay, yeah, it'll be out in 2018 and people would... I think they said, like, oh, we weren't planning on doing another one. We were just, like, intro. Like, you know, classic comic book. Like, you never end it. Like, you always leave it on something. I guess that's just all they were doing, but, you know. I mean, I don't know what people's expectations were because, like, I'm trying to think of what Pixar's output at the time was. But I think when this came out, the only sequel... Pixar, yeah, it was Toy Story. And because Toy Story was Toy Story. Well, Incredibles is Incredibles. I feel like it would have done super well if they had done a second one. Did Pixar do Cars? Yeah. Cars 2? Planes? Well, I was saying (laughs) that, like, they did those, like, they started turning everything into a series after, like, Cars came out after this. I guess, but But, I'm... They could have done it, and it would have made a lot of money. it did well, the Incredibles. Oh, yeah, and the second one still did great. I mean... Yeah. But I just... I don't know. I mean, they did the video game that came out with this, oh, and that was about the Underminer. That was like supposed oh, to be really? like the sequel. Yeah. Did you play thing. it? No. What was it on? Um, all your all your standard stuff. Well, what was out at the time? Like GameCube. GameCube. Mm-hmm. I believe. So that was like the canon, like, sequel to this story until the second movie came out. That's that's funny. I don't know if it needs to be said, but Bob is the worst. Helen is the best. <laughs> oh, we all know that. And then, I mean, my last couple notes are more like what my favorite scenes were, but I, I think we'll get into that when we yeah. do our... Do uh, you want to do that now and then play some other... Yeah. I got to say, though, the cross-section of what I'm about to say is like... Second, like We've been playing Uncharted 4, and the whole crux of that is uh, a couple who... The husband puts their marriage and relationship in jeopardy by constructing an elaborate lie, or not even that elaborate in this case, and going on. It's the uh, same lie. I have a work thing. Yeah, I got a work thing. Don't don't ask too many questions about it. I'm going to be sneaky, and then I'm going to go around the world and put myself in harm's way and not tell you about it. Um, and uh, yeah, whether it's a superhero family in the '60s or a bunch of I don't even know what to call treasure Nathan hunters. Drake treasure hunters in the 21st century. Don't lie to your wife. That's the that's the moral of these stories. Yeah, I didn't note my favorite scene yet, um, so you can go ahead and talk about yours and bounce off of that. Well, I have two. Well, one one scene that I think is just like great is like when Dash and Violet are like using their superpowers basically and like Mm -hmm. they're on the island and stuff like i think that's super fun but like my actual favorite scene that i think about is when they are in the van like leaving and like that whole bit it's like we'll get there when we get there and like are we there yet and then it's like the whole traffic thing and then like the roll into the perfect parallel parking job like all of that is just excellent comedy and like it's just perfect it's very good (laughs) So that, I would say, is my favorite scene, but my favorite, like, action scene is, like, all the stuff on the island with, like, the family. Yeah, it's cheating for me to say that, but I was going to be like, oh, when they're all together on the island, I love that. I guess if I had to pick, let me see, uh, I like the scene where Elastigirl gets stuck between all of the doors. Oh, yeah, that's good. I think that's good. very funny, and it was a clever way to, like, put her in a predicament, even though her powers are very, like, she's very capable of doing pretty much whatever 
But that was like, nope, tricked you. And then uh, I also like when they're all captured and they're like all talking and Violet's like trying to get them to stop. And then she's like already over there freeing them. Um, well, speaking of that, the power I would want is Elastigirl. Yeah, I was going to say the same. If it wasn't Elastigirl, then maybe Violet. Um, but I mean, I'm not here for just plain old super speed. I don't want Jack Jack's weird turning into Satan thing. And oh, I feel like Jack Jack's probably the next best once he like learns how to control. That's them. true. It is a good power. He has like the most stuff. He's but basically Kirby. <laughs> that is true. But I just don't know if I want that. Elastigirl, that is a very flexible power. Is it? Uh, Frozone, sorry, bud. No. He has too many, like, things that could go wrong. Yeah, I don't have to learn how to ice skate for my superpowers. But yeah, Violet does have, like, the whole force field and stuff. It's not just being invisible, because I was like, I wouldn't care about being invisible. Yeah, that on its own, no, but the combination seems pretty good. All right, so we also decided, since this is an animation, that we would recast this as a live action. Um... I can't promise that, like, age and race necessarily, like, played a large role in my casting, but I tried to be somewhat consistent. <laughs> well, okay. Do you want to... Let's, uh, let's start off. Okay. Uh, Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. Who you got? The Rock. Oh, oh that's a great choice. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Slap some hair on him. That would be weird. I don't think he needs hair. It's, you got to show him thinning out. It's part of the aesthetic. Uh, I had David Harbour. I also thought about him because he he would be good too. Just like looking at him being like he's where so else have grumpy. I seen like a grumpy, yeah, like middle aged guy who has like a heart of gold under there, but he's so he would be great. He might be too curmudgeony. <laughs> well, looking at his performances in Stranger Things, if he's more. Uh, let's say season mm, season no actually he's really pissed off in most of them maybe season two hopper not season one hopper and not late season three hopper um yeah i don't know i feel like even in his real life he's a little curmudgeon i watched his architecture digest i think he could he could turn it on a little bit I'm um, expecting that in Black Widow. But The Rock can definitely do the glory oh days <laughs> and being like so into himself. Basically. That would be. I haven't seen The Rock in anything where he's like washed up because maybe in a couple of years <laughs> he'll take some roles like that. But Yeah. I mean, he's not washed up, but like in the uh, Tooth Fairy <laughs> one, he's like not. He's, like, not disheveled, but he's, like, you know, off balance, I would say, by this, like, child in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. The Tooth Fairy? No, not the Tooth Fairy. The Game Plan. Sorry, the Game Plan. He does. No, he doesn't. I don't know why I thought Tooth Fairy. Is that a movie? Well, that's Vin Diesel. I think The Rock is in a movie called Tooth Fairy. No, I haven't. But I'm thinking of the Game Plan. The Game Plan, That's the movie I meant to say. So. Sorry, I, I missed that one. Um, okay, so Elastigirl. I felt like I needed somebody that could balance him for Elastigirl. And I went with a weird choice. I went with Emily Blunt. 
That's a great pick. I can really see that. Because she's like, like can hold her own, like especially like sass-wise. And I feel like Elastigirl is really sassy. Oh, yeah. That would be a really funny dynamic. Like, I was trying to picture that, like, yelling <laughs> scene. Like, Emily who could Blunt. do that yeah. against somebody like The Rock? Yeah. And that was the best person I came I And she, like, kind of fits the part. And uh, roughly the age. Yeah. Oh, that's very funny. I had... This was a kind of hard one for me, but I put Amy Poehler? Okay. Can you see that? Yeah, I could see I it. I was like, because... I think she would love to play a superhero. <laughs> I just think, like, the... I don't know. She would be able to, like, balance, like, the comedic stuff. But also, oh, like, sure. obviously, like... That was my thought. She covers the whole gamut of what she would need to do in this and over the course of Parks and Rec. And I was like, I can see this. Yeah, that makes sense. I also would want Emily Blunt to still be British. Because I think that would be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just... Never explained if presumably they're in suburban America and she's just somehow wound up there. Maybe the uh, superhero industry was not thriving in the UK. Um, it's too small. So for the kids, I aged them up like slightly just because I didn't know like any 10 year old I mean, actors. Yeah. Really? For, uh, my one for Dash is just like nothing. Like I, did, I just picked like a kid actor. I, oh. This was the first person I cast. Oh, well, thing. please go ahead. Well, speaking of Stranger Things, Gatton Matazaro or oh, whatever. He plays oh, man. Um, that's so good. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Dustin. Dustin, yeah. Oh, that's a great pick. Oh, man. That would be so good. Fuck. Now, I don't uh, know if he could be Emily I Blunt in like, The Rock's Child, but... <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I said, like... Jacob Tremblay. I was like, who's like a kid? Oh, yeah. And I he think, was in Room. Yeah. I don't really know much about him, but I couldn't... I, just I couldn't feel like he could... He's a cute, like, per- but no, but, kid. But getting Maserata would be so funny. And then for Violet, I had Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, that's a good pick. I feel like I kind of went with a similar one. I said Maisie Williams. Oh, that's a really yeah. good one. I didn't even think about her. I was... I think Anya taylor Taylor Joy kind of looks like the cartoon Violet. <laughs> Is it because her the eyes? eyes. <laughs> um, so I don't know if Emily Blunt could be her mother, but she kind of plays younger in even the Queen's Gambit. Like they age her yeah. throughout several years. Yeah, I would believe that. Uh, so I went to Syndrome next. And for him, I had Will Poulter. Oh, uh, that's perfect. Like, he looks like a cartoon character and yeah. a cartoon character. I mean, you, get, you gotta leave him with the mask off so you can see his eyebrows. Because that's Well, the I think the eyebrows go vil- over the mask. <laughs> I just, just think it's... Above it. I just think it's so good. And, like, I haven't seen a lot of his recent stuff, but, like, I heard that he was so, so good at playing, like, a despicable villain in the movie Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously he's not playing like a, a racist police officer in the Incredibles, but I just think he has like that edge. Yeah. That would be really good here. Um, I went with a more comedic choice and thinking about the hair specifically, I went with Ben Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. That would be good. 
And I could really see him, like, delivering those lines that I was talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, doing some monologuing. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> I'm always... There. I'm, I'm here for more Ben Schwartz, too. I'm all about that. Um, I went to Frozone. That's who I have next. Uh, I had Anthony Mackie. Oh, that's good. Which, you know, he's fresh in my mind. And if Anthony Mackie was playing Frozen, we're going to need his involvement in this to be bumped up <laughs> significantly. Yeah. I went with Will Smith. A classic. Yeah. A classic choice. You can't go wrong. I mean, like, if, it, if he wasn't so old now, I would just say, just keep Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I also thought about, like, maybe Jamie Foxx, but... Yeah. Um, I was trying to keep, like, the ages somewhat. Like, I think The Rock and Will Smith are probably close in age. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's totally believable. And then, um, how about for Mirage? Mirage, this is, like, a last-minute addition to my list, and I was just kind of just trying to go, like, on looks-ish, and then, like, someone that would have that energy. I said um, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried? Oh. I guess. She's not like evil. No, but like sly. Like from what I've seen her in. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll do a live recast of this, but. I went through like three people for this role and I would cast any of them. So I started out with Gal Gadot, also for like looks. Okay. Um, But then I crossed her out and I was like, maybe Megan Fox. Yes. Um, But then I landed on, and I'm really happy with this choice, is Vanessa Kirby. Who plays um, Princess Margaret in... uh, That is such a good choice. uh, That's so good. I'm just going to jump on with yours. Because I love Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. And she was like, of course... And she's blonde a lot. Yeah. She's not in The Crown, but... When she popped up in... Obviously, um, it doesn't have to be blonde, but... (laughs) But still. When she popped up in uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, and she's like White Widow and is like this mysterious like woman like plotting all this stuff. Yeah. Easy. Just take her from that movie and plop her into this. You're good to go. And I think that leaves us with Edna. Edna Mode. Who you got? Who do you have? Amy Sedaris. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I also went with like a comedian. I went with Megan Malloy or Malloy. Malloy? Oh, man, that's um, good. What's, yeah, is that how you say your last name? Megan Mullally? I think so. Yeah. Her. Great, great <laughs> pick. That's I'm trying, also I so good. I went through a lot of people. I was actually, like, Googling, and I did come across a list of, like, people that had cast, like, a live action, and somebody put Danny DeVito, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that was part of the reason I picked Amy Sedaris, because she's so short. Yeah. And, like, her part in The Mandalorian... Where she's just like puttering around. Obviously, she'd have to change the style a little bit. But I was like, I can see this. Honestly, like that was the first one I put down. I was like, oh, really? Yep. I had to really Couldn't contemplate tell you why. it. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have um, better casting, send it our way. Bet you can't beat ours. I mean, I've seen the ones that I was looking up. Because I needed some inspiration. I didn't ape any of the ones that I saw. But some of them were like, Chris Pratt is Mr. Incredible. I'm like, come on, guys. This is uninspired. Too young also. Yeah. What are we doing? Maybe in like 20 years. Any other notes on The Incredible, The Incredibles? Do you want to do any like head-to-heads? Hmm. Yeah, some head-to-heads might be good. I'm going to try to think of some with like similar power sets. 
All right, well, here's one that could end in a stalemate. Uh, Elastigirl versus Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> that would just be fun. Totally. They would just end up tied in a knot, and they would have to get someone to untie them, and that's the end of the fight. I guess this is very mirroring of uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. It, like, All the powers. Yeah. I mean, for the, I mean, I guess so. Invisible, elastic, strong, and then Jack can kind of uh, turn into fire, I guess. Um, I guess they went with fire instead of fast. Yeah. Yeah, no no speedsters on the Fantastic Four. But that's what I'm saying instead of that. Uh, So that would be a stalemate. I don't think that would go well. What would be a good matchup for uh, Mr. Incredible here? And his super strength. I feel like he's too weak to do like the Hulk or something. Yeah, like Hulk that. would wipe the floor with him, but like someone that's another superhuman or someone that like hmm. A fair matchup. I mean you could say somebody like Captain America, or maybe just put him up against Iron Man. How would he fare against Iron Man? Yeah, I think Iron Man would actually be a good one. They're both eyes, you know, they're both the ironics. Why has no one made a uh, Incredibles versus the Marvel Universe comic yet? <laughs> this is what everybody wants. <laughs> or like, what about this family versus the like non-superhero Marvel character? <laughs> so like Scarlett Johansson. The Randos. Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye. Who else? Falcon. Yeah. All those fellas. Yeah, that might be a fair fight. I mean, you could, with, I feel like Elastigirl, well, if they're all at full capacity, then, yeah, they're going to be able to beat pretty much anyone who's non-powered, I think, with the combined forces of their powers. Individually, you might be able to give them a bit more trouble. I would also like to see Violet and Dash against, like, Spider-Man. That would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun to play. They could hang in that world. Yeah. Well, this has been... This was a really fun watch, um, and I'm excited as we get Very more nostalgic. into the... Yeah, totally. Um, I remember renting this movie, maybe even from Blockbuster. Oh, well, yeah, Blockbuster was still kicking. Yeah. 2004, easily. Um, yeah, I wonder if I, I... My parents probably took us to see this in theaters. I don't remember, but... I don't remember if we saw it in theaters, but I know we watched it at home. Like, I remember getting yeah, it. yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun time getting into some of these mid-2000s ones. I mean, I name-dropped Sky High earlier. We're definitely doing Sky High. Definitely on the list. Um, I'm sure at some point in the future we'll get around to doing the sequel, but we got so much ground to cover between now and then. I think we owe DC a movie watch. Yeah, (laughs) it's been a minute. You know, if there's any more, like, animated superhero movies that might not be on our radar necessarily, maybe if we haven't mentioned them before, hit us up. Because it's nice to watch something that's not live action just for the change of pace. Yeah. And just a side note, not anything to harp on, but like reading about how Pixar was developing like a new system of animation for this movie with like realistic like fabrics and hair movement and stuff. It's so funny because I think the budget for this must have been astronomical and it looks great still and like for 2004 it looked great but it's it's very funny now that this is like 
That's nothing. Like, that is... That CGI is obviously still good. It's, like, stylized. Yeah. But, like, we're so far beyond it. But it made me happy that in the sequel, they still... They stuck with their style. Because anything more... You can get too realistic and stuff, and it starts to look weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel like... uh, You can tell this is from 2004. Like, it doesn't feel like that at all. Some of the older Pixar ones are a little bit like that. Like, the first Toy Story and stuff look a little bit, like... I don't know how to say it, like too like plasticky or something, but this doesn't. They really... are toys. I know, but it's also because that has like <laughs> people in it that are supposed to look like actual humans. Yeah, Toy Story kind of feels like you're just playing The Sims or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're down for suggestions. You can DM us at Into the Superverse on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We yes. got a Facebook, I think. We do have a Facebook. But if you're going to hit us up on one, hit us up on Instagram and follow us there. We post about our new episodes and anything that we might have coming up. Uh, and if you've been enjoying listening to our show, please, please, please go to wherever you get your podcasts and drop us a five-star review. We want other people to listen. Yes. And that's the best way to tell people. <laughs> help us help y'all. Uh, and until next time. We've been been into into the the superverse. superverse.